This is the New York Times Audio Digest for Tuesday, February 2nd, 2010. In today's front page headlines, deficits may alter American power, hacking for fun and profit in the China underworld, and American group stirs Haiti's fear for its children. In today's financial news, Toyota says it'll start fixing recalled cars. Manufacturing shows some signs of strengthening and a new hitch for Obama's plan to reform Wall Street. There are more business stories ahead, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This morning's top stories and news analysis, written by David Sanger from Washington, it's titled, Deficits May Alter American Power. In a federal budget filled with mind-boggling statistics, two numbers stand out. The first is the projected deficit in the coming year, nearly 11% of the country's economic output. That is not unprecedented. After the Civil War, World War I, and World War II, the United States ran soaring deficits, but usually with the expectation that they would come back down once peace was restored. But the second number is the one that really commands attention. In President Obama's projections, U.S. deficits will not return to what are widely considered sustainable levels over the next 10 years. In fact, in 2019 and 2020, they start rising again to more than 5% of gross domestic product. His budget draws a picture of a nation that simply cannot get above water. For Obama and his successors, the effect of those projections is clear. Unless miraculous growth or miraculous political compromises create some unforeseen change over the next decade, there is virtually no room for new domestic initiatives for Obama or his successors. Beyond that lies the possibility that the United States could begin to suffer the same disease that has afflicted Japan over the past decade. As debt grew more rapidly than income, the country's influence around the world eroded. Or, as Obama's chief economic advisor, Lawrence Summers, used to ask before he entered government a year ago, how long can the world's biggest borrower remain the world's biggest power? Chinese leaders, who were lending much of the money to finance the U.S. government's spending, and who asked pointed questions about Obama's budget plans when they visited Washington last summer, say they think that the long-term answer to Summers' question is self-evident. Obama himself hinted at his own concern when he announced in early December that he planned to send 30,000 troops to Afghanistan, but insisted that the United States could not afford to stay for long. Our prosperity provides a foundation for our power, he told the cadets at West Point. It pays for our military, it underwrites our diplomacy, it taps the potential of our people, and allows investment in new industry. And then he explained why even a war of necessity could not last for long. Obama's budget deserves credit for its candor, it does not sugarcoat the potential magnitude of the problem. President Bush kept claiming until near the end of his presidency that he would leave office with a balanced budget. He never got close. In fact, the deficit soared in his last years. Obama has published the 10-year numbers in part because it seems to make the point that the political gridlock is unsustainable. Summers said the budget recognizes the imperatives of job creation and growth in the short run and takes significant measures to increase confidence in the medium term including a freeze on domestic, non-national security-related spending, the troubled effort to cut health care costs, and the decision to let expire Bush-era tax cuts for corporations and families earning more than $250,000.